Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Talk Line Football. It's January 9th, 2020. I'm your host here, Tuan, and with my co-host here, Mart. Mart, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, bro? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. New Year, new me, baby. New Year, new me. I just quite like, I think that like phrase annoys me. I hate when everyone's like, oh, New Year, I'm just going to change, start going to the gym, eat healthy. Like, no. Nah. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. I do the same thing no matter what, bro. I'm still freaking playing Xbox, taking naps, skipping the gym. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not eating out, crushing Mickey D's. Sure. All right, guys, we got uh, an interesting slate for you today. I also have a – I haven't given you guys a lock either in quite a while, obviously, because the season was over, so me and Matt kind of got away from the uh, the locks and stuff like that. I also have a an interesting parlay for you as well, but we'll get to, we'll get to that towards the end. Um, so first things first here, Mark, some of the coaching hires around the league. I know we saw the, uh, we'll look at our rival, our biggest rival first, which is the New York Giants and Joe Judge. What do you think of that hire? I mean, at first I was like, okay, like, you know, this, it kind of was like, like completely out of like right field. Don't you feel that way? Yeah, I didn't expect that. I thought, I thought, um, McDaniels was a lock and to be honest with you, I thought it was either McDaniels or Jason Garrett. <laughs> praying it was Garrett. So so was I. And like I feel like it came it was Monday when like everyone was just like bang, bang, bang. Like three coaches got hired within like about an hour and a half, two hours of one another. And I was like, wow. And I feel like Joe came out of a complete right field. And I thought McDaniels too, but then he was getting like cold feet like he always does. I feel like he McDaniels is never gonna leave the Patriots. I just nah. I think he's gonna be the next coach, possibly for the like whenever Bill leaves, like when he wants to leave, like that he'll just be like the next guy, you know. Yeah, that's actually like I didn't think about that, but that, that, you do make valid points. But let's get back to the Giants and, and Joe. And I think, I mean, Bill trusts this guy, which like it like shows how much of a coach this guy can be and how good he can be. And I feel like you know if Bill can trust him, I'm a little scared. I'm not gonna lie. Like I like I didn't know about this guy much. I, I read up about him. You know, he's special teams, and I know Bill's biggest like thing around special teams and his trust was that if you can, if you if Bill trusts you with special teams. That's like a huge thing to him, and and everyone, every analysis is saying that, oh my god, yo, Joe, Joe's gonna do great things with the Giants. Joe's gonna, um, you know, turn that organization around. And I, even as like his press conference said, it got me a little motivated. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about him. Just like you said, like again, he wasn't even like a potential candidate really for anybody. So it wasn't somebody I really looked, uh, did my research on. But I mean, like you said, Bill, number one, trusting you, being in his system, so you know how you know how to win. Again, implementing that in another franchise is obviously a different story. So let's see if he can do that. One and two, he was also with Nick Saban as well. So yeah. he's had probably the two most successful co- coaches in the NFL, and then also in the college ranks, he's been around with or been near them for quite some time. Uh, but I mean, special teams wise. Sometimes I feel like that's – I feel like Bill, you know, some people are giving Bill check all the credit for that. I'm sure Judge had a lot to do with it as well because he was a special teams coordinator, special teams coach. But I feel like Bill Belichick came up with a lot of those schemes and philosophies. I could be totally wrong. It could have been all Judge. But I don't know. I mean, not that he was – you can't – you know, I can't knock him for never being a head coach. But I just can't. I saw better candidates out there. Like, I think I would have went after McDaniels. I mean, I don't know if I would have went after Garrett, obviously. Now I feel about him and how you feel about him as well. So, I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, 
do I want to see him be successful? Obviously not. Become a Cowboys fan, but you know, we'll see what he can do. Yeah, I agree. And, and like, like you said, I think that there's other candidates out there as well. And I'm like, I, I was kind of surprised when he did get um, hired. But how many coaches does that make that were under Bill Belichick and that are now head coaches? You there's got Patty. There's a lot in the league. You got Fours. Lawrence, and then you got Joe, right? And who else? Is there another one? I feel like there's another one. Those are three I know off the top of my head. Yeah, me too. But still, that's a lot. I like actually, I like Flores. Patricia, I don't think is going to do much in Detroit. I do like Flores though as a head coach. I think I think Miami's going to make a significant leap in year his like second year, third year, fourth year. I keep it moving. I think he's going to progress every year. All right, quick question: Yes or no? Because you know we're we're trying to cut it down a little bit on time. Do you think Dolphins take Tua at five? Take Tua at five? I, I don't think they will, no. Okay. I, and, I, and I wouldn't either. I don't know. Well, do you think they'll take a QB at five? How about that? Man. No, I think he goes best available. I don't think it's okay. a quarterback. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, for me, I, don't, I just don't know if you trust Rosen. Like, I, I don't think he's going to be a good quarterback. Yeah. I still throw with Fitz, baby. Give him another year or two. Yeah. And if you're that bad, you take Lawrence the next year if he's there. Or depends yeah. how bad you yeah. are, right? Exactly. I mean, they could have had, like, they could have, like, a top, like, three pick, but they kept winning at the end of the season. I know. That's true. All right. Uh, Carolina. Matt Rule. I'd see, that's who I thought was going to be the uh, Giants coach, actually. But after, well, before all this happened, obviously when Carolina left, like I said, I thought it was either McDaniels or Carrot. Rule, I thought, was, like, penciled in to New York. Well, we had a lot of um, connections and rumors that we were going to like interview Rule, and we were, you know, we kind of like were interested in him and Lincoln, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I think that's, I think that's a great pick. I mean, he's always won everywhere he went. But the only thing I'm scared about is a lot of college coaches don't translate to the NFL as good. Nick Saban, one of the best college coaches that you can that, today's day and age in this decade, especially, and he was not good in the NFL. No, and that, the crazy thing about that too is like whatever. I mean, at Baylor, you know, he got he lost to Oklahoma uh, twice, obviously in the Big Twelve championship. I think that was the Sugar Bowl, right? I mean, not the yep. Sugar Bowl. Sorry, no. the Big Twelve championship. Sugar Bowls against Georgia. He yeah. got smacked by Georgia. And obviously, SEC schools like just dominate. Uh, so I can't really fault him for that because it's like a talent pool almost. So you can only do so much there. But the thing that kind of you know bothered me was the contract. You've yeah. got seven years, $60 million for what? Like, what did he do? Does he have, like, dirt on somebody in the NFL? Like, what does he have? <laughs> I don't know. Years, $60 I, million, I, he didn't do anything. Apparently, this guy's, like, a madman on the offensive, um, as being, like, an offense coordinator and creating different ways to get their um, skill position guys the ball in space. So, I mean, you're going to have to see, because, unfortunately, the Carolina, you know, they really committed to this guy. It, how mu- Do you know how much is guaranteed? I don't know. I just saw the numbers, and I was like, yeah. holy crap, like, that's I, insane. I actually haven't seen anything that's released the guarantee numbers yet. Um, I know coaching um, contracts are a little bit different than NFL, but that is that is a crazy amount. I mean, I think he's like a top six or seven paid NFL coach. Yeah, do you, do you think Cam's is QB? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you think he keeps him around? Yeah, I think they're going to keep him around because I think that they have enough talent to make the playoffs. I just, I mean, I don't think they'll ever, like, I don't think they can make it to the Super Bowl. I don't think they ever a good enough roster. But, um, I mean, you saw the other quarterbacks that they had this year, and they're just, Josh, Josh, Josh Allen is his name? No. 
No, it's not Josh Allen. No, someone. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, yeah. No. Jesus, Kyle Allen. He's he was he was not good. He was game manager. That's what he is. And that's a WVU kid, right? Yeah, uh, Will Greer. Will he Greer, did not yeah. do good either. I thought he was actually going to be kind of deep, like a serviceable backup. He looked terrible. Yeah, no, he did not look good. <laughs> like he looked like you just put him back on the practice squad. That guy, Jesus. Yeah, but not like I think. Like, would you take him like an offensive mastermind? Obviously, that's kind of what he's known for. Like you said, getting, getting his players the ball in space, you know, making all his playmakers, you know, get touches. You take him or Lincoln Riley, though, if you were going to go with an offensive, you know, kind of guru. Well, I think that they're both similar. So they're both obviously in the same conference. They're both spread. And the Carolina Panthers are not like a spread team. No. Like, they don't have – like, Cam Moon's not going to drop down, drop back 50 times and throw the ball. So I am curious how he comes in and implements an offense with this team because, you know, Carolina, they're good when they're using the clock as as an advantage, you know, wasting it, running the ball, getting first down, converting third and fourth in, in short for first downs and touchdowns. Like, that's what they're good at and keeping their defense on off the field. This year was the first time that their the offense was obviously not good because Cam got hurt. But when their defense was on the phone, you can see how bad and how many holes there are on that defense. Yeah, I mean he's got, I mean he's got CMC. He's got arguably the best playmaker in the league right there. Yeah. I do like DJ Moore. I wish they would get one more, one more wide out though. Well, I do like, him. I like Curtis Samuel. I'm a huge yeah. Curtis Samuel fan. I just don't feel like he got fed enough. And I think with Cam, like Cam was looking at him more. And I feel like when Cam's playing quarterback, I mean obviously he's a threat to running the ball. So like they can't just you know have four or five DBs just like playing zone. Like they're gonna have to chat. Uh, what's it called? Zone, I mean, yeah, zone, uh, the running, the quarterback, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens with him. But, I mean, I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway I got from it was even the high, like the hire itself, but not even, like, from a coaching perspective. I just looked at his numbers, and I was like, my jaw dropped when I saw the the seven-year, $60 million. I feel like he has, like, he's going like, to blackmail somebody if he didn't get that much money. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> um, Yo, know, Cleveland. Do you think anybody's going to freaking go to Cleveland or what? Who do you think is going to go to Cleveland this, at this time? I, I honestly, like, I thought I was, like, I was thinking maybe McDaniels, and I was like, nah, he's not going to leave. He's not going to leave Patriots to go there. I really have no idea because the Browns don't do anything, like, in order or, like, what normal organizations do. They do everything out of whack. I have no idea who's going to go there. I really don't. I know they interviewed a, a few um a few people for the coaching position, but nothing like I didn't hear anything after it. So I, I don't know. They're just waiting for someone to lose. Maybe to try to draw, draw that interest because they have a lot of skill players. I have no idea. I mean, they're pretty much the last team now. So they like, they could take their, their sweet time. Yeah. Uh, I know you saw a few coaches even too, like kind of turn it down. Like, I, I don't know if I would, I mean, obviously that's your, your aspiration as a coach is to eventually become a head coach. But, dude, like, I feel like – I mean, you look at the talent, obviously. Like, oh, you see Mayfield, like, whatever. You got to get somebody here first off that can control him and his maturity. Yeah. Then you got Odell Beckham. You got – I mean, you have playmakers everywhere. The defense isn't bad either. But it's just, like, once you go there, it's just poison. Like, yeah. for whatever reason, it's just not going to work out. And that would just scare me. Like, I feel like my coaching career would be, like, over if I went there. If I went there and failed, which is likely, I feel like my coaching career is, like, over with after that. Like, I'll be, like, a coordinator or something like that for the rest of my life. But that's why I think like like McDaniel's is doing such a good job. He's, I think he's literally waiting for like the perfect fit. Yeah, I think that's what he's doing. Because everyone that's else true. obviously is just like, okay, I'll take the job and see what <laughs> I can do. But maybe that's what he's waiting for. 
he might be waiting around also for see what's gonna happen in New England. You know, like, you well, yeah, like you said. said. Is Brady going to leave? Is he not? Is he going to go? A lot of people are leaning that he's like gone. Like Brady like a... stay. There's no way Brady's yeah. leaving. Brady stay. Who do you think leaves first, Brady or Bill? Brady. And Brady goes first, right? Yeah, unless maybe Bill gets like so annoyed with the whole Brady situation, and he's just like, I'm done. Yeah, I think I don't know if Bill will ever leave New England. I feel like also he might, in the back of his mind, there kind of want to win without Brady. Yep. Like, try to win a title without him. That guy, I, I was me. It wasn't, you know, yep. not that it wasn't Tom. Obviously, Tom's, you know, the greatest of all time. But just to prove that he can win without him. No, I definitely. I, I can see that definitely because he's, he's guys like, stubborn like that. Yeah. Our last hire, obviously, is our beloved Cowboys, right? Um, with McCarthy there. What's your thoughts on McCarthy? You like the hire? Just like the hire? So, at first, I, and- I- – at first, I was like, obviously, you know, I was a little down on it because I was, I just, for us, you know, we waited a decade to finally let Garrett go. So I really wanted the Cowboys to take their time and view as many people as possible, weigh out their options, and then pick someone. Well, obviously, you know, Dallas, we don't do it that way. <laughs> but it, I mean, you were saying that, you know, if you look at the best qualified NFL coach who had success in the NFL, yes. You would have to pick McCarthy, but I just I, I thought for some reason that maybe we get Urban Meyer. I wanted someone that's gonna like create like some like ownership and like not like ownership to the players, like owning like their position and, and like if they messed up that there was consequences. People get cut, and I don't know if McCarthy would do that. I mean, we'll see, but because uh, I really wasn't like paying attention as much when he was on the Packers, I was on the Cowboys, so I don't really know much about like his um, accountability piece but I do the more I read into it the more I look up I'm liking and liking the the uh the signing more and more yeah I mean I was with you on Urban Meyer I mean we were both on the Urban Meyer uh, hype train there <clears throat> but then once McCarthy got signed I started digging deep into like his just like stats and his wins and stuff like that at, at Green Bay like obviously he was 10 mate in the playoffs with six division titles he went to the NFC championship four times had a Super Bowl ring you know, um, two, since 2006, I think he ranked sixth in playoff wins with eight consecutive appearances. I know that their division isn't, like, the greatest up there in the NFC North. You know, every now and then, like, the Bears would pop up and now the Vikings are kind of getting good. But for the most part, Green Bay kind of ran with it, almost kind of like the AFC East with the Patriots. Like, the other teams aren't as great. Yeah. You know, like with the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, like, it was always kind of like a mix. Like, like we haven't had an NFC East back-to-back winner I don't know how long. So, um so that's a little bit different, but still, eight consecutive trips to the playoffs. Only three other coaches in NFL history have ever done that. And, you know, just even even when I looked at his uh, – I was checking out his interview yesterday, the press conference, just the way he, like, kind of commanded respect a little bit, it was kind of nice to see. You know, it didn't seem like he was force-fed a sheet to read off of from Jerry Jones, kind of like Garrett is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so – and even players have come out, like James Jones came out and talked about – how he holds people accountable. I saw James Jones. I saw Greg Jennings on NFL yeah. Network as well. It's like the biggest thing that you, you were saying was accountability. Like Jason Garrett never did that. It was like a country club at Dallas. Yeah. Like it was, oh, everything's okay. Oh, you know, get a slap on the butt. You know, we'll try better next time. Um, it seems like McCarthy's not that way. And and I know you saw that piece on Twitter. Um, it was Tom Palacero's Twitter of how he's been away for a year and he's been like dissecting the game. You know, it was yeah, that was, things like that. It was pretty cool to see that. If you have like five to six minutes, like a free time, you should definitely watch that. That was like a great take, and that made me like 
kind of like like him a little bit more too as well because like when I when I saw him uh, doing that and like literally the day after he got fired, he said that he's like a group of men that like literally go into uh, a room and they just pick apart film after film after film. It was pretty. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, the biggest thing for me is one consistency. He's always winning and like you know Jerry like we wanted the college coach on Urban Meyer. Uh, just because everywhere he goes, he wins, you know, um, he seems like a guy that can lead a team. Like, you know, he commands that's the biggest thing with a head coach and you need to be able to lead men, you know, and I said like an offensive guru or a defensive guru, like, you know, that's a plus, but you need to be able to lead. You know, I feel like Garrett wasn't that guy, No, but uh, consistency was the number one thing that popped out at me with, with McCarthy. And then number two for me was, I think Prescott was in mind making that decision. Cause you know, he's kind of a, QB guru to begin with, even in that video that we saw, you know, he had film of Joe Montana, he had film of Aaron Rodgers, you know, their footwork, their fundamentals, you know, and Rodgers is a rare talent, obviously, he's not, yeah. you know, that they can't mention Rodgers and Prescott in the same breath, clearly, um, but, you know, Rodgers may not have been what he is without McCarthy, we don't know that, and you'll never know that, because they coexisted, but, you know, he was an MVP twice, won a Super Bowl MVP, you know, so he could have, you know, helped him out. Uh, along the lines, you know, the falling out was uh, obviously an issue, which I didn't read too much into because obviously I could kind of care less about it at this point. But if you can just improve Dak just a little bit, you know, who knows? If he improves him 3% on a yearly basis, that's great for us. That's great for Prescott, and the Cowboys should be just fine then. Yeah, I like that he's retaining some of our guys too. Like he's re- uh, retaining more, and I liked him this year. I think he did great for the offense. I mean, obviously there's some room of opportunity with him as a play caller, but you know, for the what for the most part, he did a great job as an offense coordinator this year. Don't you agree? Oh, I agree with that. I mean, he was the number one ranked offense. You know, yeah. what you really complain about? Um, uh, but I, I do want to say that, like, yes, he has had success. Like you said, he had Aaron Rodgers. So, like, now it's time to see what type of coach he is when he's with the Cowboys because Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. <laughs> the, 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 the thing, so, too, though, like, with – obviously, he had Rodgers, right, which is awesome for him. But I can you can kind of almost counter that, too. The offense in Dallas might be better because he's never really had a guy like Zeke. I know McCarthy loves to throw the ball because he had Aaron Rodgers, and he was always in the gun. He was always winging it around, no huddle. They had, like, the highest no huddle success rate as well. But he's never had a guy like Zeke either. Who do you have? He had what? Uh, Ty Montgomery. He had Eddie Lacy. He had Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy. He did have Aaron Jones, just saying. He had Aaron Jones for – okay. But uh, I think Zeke's obviously a different breed. So I think he – puts the offense through Zeke and then that, he just improves Dak and Dak and I mean that could be I mean it could be even better than it was this year I I, I mean when you think about their their even the skill position is similar to what the Packers had you had Jordy Nelson I mean Devontae Adams when he was a young pup Cobb you know like he had like and then you think about you Cooper Cobb and Gallup you know someone similar like you know and I feel like he's got a lot of good pieces I mean I think we still need to get a good receiving tight end um, it's a good thing tight end is Jarwin. We just got to get over the love connection with Jason Witten. Like, like a freak athlete, like a freak athlete tight end, like a tight end that's like you can't cover, you can't, um, you can't press him at the line of scrimmage, and you also like you know you can't have a linebacker or safety on him because he's too quick. I think if they made Jarwin, the, I think McCarthy will too. If they make him the full time tight end, I think he's going to open up the middle of the field big time for. For Dallas's offense, Witten just—I yeah. mean, he runs eight yards, turns around. That's his thing. Yeah. It is what it is. He made a Hall of Fame career off of it. 
Josh. But he's also not as quick anymore. Like, I feel like he's no. even slower. And he's and his hands are not sure hands anymore. They're not. He hurt us last year. Yeah. It was, it was a problem. But that was Jason Garrett, Jerry Jones being dedicated to an all-time great and an all-time cowboy great. When in reality, every time Jarwin got in, he averaged over you know, 11 yards a catch and was making plays all over the place. You know? You know how you were talking about the other day that we need to get a D, uh, a D tackle? Yeah. Why don't we let Crawford go, save the $8 million, and freaking sign Sue to a two-year, like, $25, $30 million contract? I would love that idea, but it's probably, knowing Jerry Jones, not going to happen. We had the yeah. opportunity to sign Sue, what was it, last year too? Yeah, but I think we were tight on cap space last year. This year we have close to $86 million. Well, let's see what freaking Prescott gets, and we'll see what Cooper gets, and and we'll see what, what kind of plays they can make there. Because you have Collins and you have Woods are both free agents. Yeah, that's right. They'll probably, probably bring at least one of them back, I would imagine. I feel like yeah. Collins is always hurt every this year. Is true. I mean, true. I'd probably like Woods better, to be honest. But we do need somebody. You need you need somebody there. I mean, you need a, a, somebody to plug up the middle there. I don't know what, what – um, our new defensive coordinator is going to oh. I'm not sure what his scheme is and what he kind of emphasizes. Because I know, I remember, like, Marinelli, like, he didn't emphasize, like, a sa- like the safeties were, like, not a big deal in, like, that our, off- our defense for the past few years, which showed late in games when you had Jeff Heath missing tackles or, you know, Xavier Wood showed promise, but then he got hurt, you know, so we'll see what happens with that as well. And that's, you know, the draft free agency will tell the story of what their philosophy is. Well, and that's why I think it's so important that we get, like, a veteran defense tackle. That's good because I think it will help Hill, too, um, with developing, too, and learning and, and having those one-on-one opportunities to showcase with his skill asset, you know? Yeah, I mean, they got to do something. I mean, you, if you bring – I mean, you got Bennett and Quinn on. I would imagine Quinn comes back. Resign Quinn. Resign Quinn. He's still young. Yeah. Resign Quinn. All right. So you still have Bennett and Quinn. Yeah, Bennett. Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, you got you got two edge rushers. You just need somebody in the. To, I need somebody to just generate a even a, not to be a run star for all the time too, but just collapse the pocket a little bit. It's easy for a quarterback, you know, Marcus Lawrence is rushing the edge, Quinn's rushing the edge, you know, to step up and move. Okay, if you have somebody pressuring you right off the gut all the time, that throws the QB off completely. I'd rather that than Lawrence coming flying off the edge. To be honest with you, I'd rather an interior pressure. I'm really excited to see what the offseason brings to us because I feel like there's so many question marks what we can do, and it really going to decide if we're actually moving forward and taking that next step or we're just the same old Cowboys. You know, we have Sean Lee, we have Jason Witten, um, we have some of these, you know, we have Quinn, what are we going to do with Quinn and Bennett and um, and seeing what we're going to do with that. Cause I, and Crawford, I feel like there's a lot of question marks that are possibly free agents. I want to see what Dallas is going to do. I'm, I'm really curious for this offseason. Yeah, it's the first time, too, Cowboys fans can be super excited in a while. I mean, you got a whole new staff, basically. McCarthy's kind of handpicking it, so to speak, which is nice to see. He's got – it looks like he's got some leash there from Jerry Jones. See what he does with personnel. I mean, I'm going to be fired up come September. I mean, obviously, we got free agency in the draft, which is right around the damn corner, too. But Yeah, combine's in, like, in February, yeah. in like a month. How about the playoff games, dude, by the way? That was – yo, to- I, I'm sorry, listeners. I did not do well. I think I was one in three. Um, <laughs> but you were three and one. You know, you called the Titans. I really thought Buffalo. Listen, Buffalo messed up. They should have won that game. Buffalo did screw up big time. 
I took, I took the Texans minus two and a half, and I was sweating that the entire time. And then they came back. I was pumped. I had a nice parlay. And then the damn Saints minus two and a half is what I lost. The four, four, 14 parlay with the Titans money line in there. And, and they're the ones think, that screwed me. And you think that the Saints would be like your most comfortable bet? That was my that was my most confident one. I almost jacked the line up. I almost went to like minus like almost like I almost took the actual line. Which I almost went to like minus ten, minus ten and a half. I was thinking wow. of doing it, but I was like, you know, I'll play it safe. Four games. It was like fifty bucks to win like two hundred fifty dollars, and they're the ones that screw- I was so pissed off, dude. Dude, so pissed. Especially because I nailed the Titans money line too. But we had two out two out of four games were in overtime. Wow, that was like the best wild. That card was that seen. was one of the best wild card weekends I've, I can remember. Yeah, no, it was sick. This weekend should be pretty good too. I mean, Saturday we got. Vikings Niners, who you got with that game? I think Niners, man. I just think that they're too they're too well coached of a team. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, if the Vikings can somehow play defense like they did against the Saints again, if they can repeat that performance, they'll be in the game, and who knows if they'll pull it off or not. But if they can repeat that performance or whatever Zimmer did, if they do that again, you know, it, it could be it could be special. They shut down Breeze bad, man. Breeze didn't do anything. I feel like they they shut down the running game first, and that impacted Breeze. And I feel like Kamara is not the same. Like I don't know why they just didn't feed him in like in the, the like quick game, the quick pass game, and hit him usually making people miss. Like I was so surprised, and for some reason they weren't feeding Michael Thomas that much. Like I mean, he did have a decent game, but still, like I just feel like his not feed him. His standards, it was like, eh. yeah, you know. But they should have just kept Taysom Hill and, and just kept running the ball with him. Yeah, guy's a playmaker. <laughs> He's awesome, man. Uh, I'm on the Niners with you. And then the, I think the Saturday night game is Titans-Ravens. Yeah. Oof. Big Oof. trust, man. They're going to They're going to I guess. The, Baltimore's defense is elite. Yo, it's elite. I'm, I'm down with – I'm down with the Titans, though, man. I'm going to pick the Ravens, but I'm down with the Titans. You can't, no. It's either you're committed to one or the other. You can't be like, oh, I'm down with the Titans. Well, I'm going to the Ravens. Guys. My money on I'm going Baltimore. Okay, there you go. Because I think it's I think it's going to be uh, bad weather. First off, I'm a, a bold prediction. This is going to be the fastest playoff game in NFL history. Okay. Titans, Ravens are both going to run the all hell out of the ball. Because like I said, it goes through Derrick Henry. You give him 30 touches, let him run for 180 yards. He's going to do it every game. You give Derrick Henry, 30 touches a game. He's running for a buck eight. You can't stop it. Don't know what to tell you. The Ravens are going to do the same thing now with Ingram. I know he's banged up a little bit, but Lamar Jackson's a freak as well. It's going to be raining, I believe. It's going to be the shortest game in history. My lock of the week is the under 47 right there. Okay. That's what I'm going with. Titans-Ravens under 47 in a short game. I'm just, like, looking at matchups because I'm a big matchup guy. I like, you know, their cornerbacks are so good. Mm-hmm. The Ravens' cornerbacks are so good. So that they're going to be able to stack the box. Yeah, I just think you can. Once, 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 that, once that giant Derrick Henry gets rolling, dude, I don't care how you have 15 people in the box. Vrabel can go out there, too. Put him on the other team. Put him on the yeah. linebacker. <laughs> what do you think about uh, the Texans Chiefs? Texans Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are going to kill them. I mean, I said this about the Saints, though, versus the Vikings last week. Yeah. But I think the Chiefs are going to – oh, man. I just – the Bills should have, like – Bill should have beat him up. Like I said, it reminded me of like you know, like the Ohio State Clemson. Yeah. You know, I think I think the Bills 
like they should have won that game easily. Josh Allen was just like, I don't know what he was doing at the end of the game. And he was like, Did you see that fumble that he had? Like, what was he thinking? Dude, I don't know what he was doing. He like spazzed out like the fourth yeah. quarter. He just said, like, screw it. Like, I don't I forgot how to play quarterback. Like, I'm not Yeah, <laughs> like there was a minute left and he did like a backwards pass at like the fifth yard line. We're like, what is he doing? Yeah. It reminded me of Reggie Bush back in like the 06 uh, national championship game against the Longhorns against yep. Texas. Yep. <laughs> He's right. He's like threw it backward for no reason. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Yeah, at KC too. Yeah. I mean, Texas did beat the Chiefs earlier this season in Kansas City, but I just think it's a different environment. It'll be a little colder out, and I just feel like the Chiefs are just too good. They're too well equipped. Man, that's my, my Super Bowl pick too. Yeah, mine too. Man, that's what I'm saying that's my Super Bowl pick, so I got to go in them anyway. Yeah. Uh, and you have Hawks Packers Sunday late game. I think the I think if. If both teams were fully healthy, I think I would take Seattle. But because there's so many injuries on the Seattle side, I'm going to go with the Packers. I got to pick one surprise. So this is my surprise. I'm going with the Hawks. Okay. I'm going with Seattle. I think uh, it might, I think it's supposed to snow too there. So I'm going to go with Seattle on uh, upset. I think Decaf is the man. I think Decaf's going to go off again. So sick. That's uh, a sleeper uh, next year. Sleeper next year is DK next year going off, exploding. Yeah, we're going DK. I got an interesting parlay for you. Uh, right. 50, bucks, 50 bucks to win you $200. I'm going Vikings plus 13 and a half. I'm going Titans plus 15 and a half. Hawks plus, I think they're going to win too. That's my sleeper. I'm going Hawks plus seven and a half. You can even bring that down a little bit, but I don't think the Packers beat them by a, by more than a touchdown. Uh, then I'm going KC minus four and a half. 50 okay. bills, $200. Sure. Boom. I'm about to put that in right now. Lock it up. Lock it up. And then my action, and then my lock, like I said, is the under 47 with the Titans Ravens. If you actually take all the unders but the Kansas City game, I think the Kansas City Houston game is 51. If you take the over on that and take the under for every other game, which are all like in the high, it's like 44 to 47 range. You put fifty bucks on it, you win six sixty-five. Wow! If you can nail the over/unders on the four games, six hundred sixty-five bucks off fifty dollars. That'd be nice, right? Jeez, you should do that after Christmas, especially. I'm gonna try it. I might not do fifty. I might do only do like twenty-five, but still, pay twenty-five bucks to win like three something. That's yeah. That's a nice deal. But that's we'll see though. We'll see. I mean, I'm definitely putting in the parlay for sure. Yeah, and I'm going to look at my my bets. Last week I did a uh, a bet for um, Hollister to get no Goddard to get over four and a half catches. That was so that was easy monies, easy monies. Yeah, I was just, I was actually just watching um, a YouTube clip on um, somebody posted it on Twitter, and they said their biggest lock was I forget the exact number. It was like I want to say it was like around two two twenty six Kirk Cousins under two hundred and twenty six passing yards, I think it was, because uh this... San Fran's passed the is number one, I believe. Wow. So I think it was under they were all over like the player I like the player props a lot actually, but I just I don't get around to looking I would literally dude, if I look at the player props for every game, I'll spend a million dollars. I'll spend my entire damn bank account because I'll be I'll be like oh I'll be like oh Dalvin Cook over eighty five rushing yards, you lock that up easy. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, Derrick Henry over 115, lock it up easy. Like, I'll just go through them all, and I'll be like, oh, easy money, easy money. And I'll have, like, 
25 bets and I'll end up losing 20 of them, obviously. But it's like when I look at the player props, I think everything's like a guarantee, you know? Yep. I hear you. All right, Mark, speaking of the weekend, past weekend, the wild card games as well, you know, two out of the four games went to overtime. That's also made the kind of uh, <clears throat> pretty awesome as well. Um, OT rules. How do you feel about the OT rules in the NFL? I mean, I just feel like I don't like them that much. Like, they did make them better a couple of years ago, but I think the best overtime rules is college. College? So would you change NFL to, like, that's how you would yep. do it? So each team gets the ball in 25. You do a coin toss. Winning team decides if they want the ball or they want to play defense. And then, boom, each offense gets the ball from 25, and you can get, two obviously, two first downs unless penalties. And, you know, after, I think, the second touch, second overtime, Every touchdown, you have to go for a two-point version. Now, if it's the NFL, would you consider backing it up to, like, start off at, like, the 40 or maybe midfield? No, because I just feel like you're just – it's that you're making it longer now. Now you're making the overtime longer if you're starting at the 50 or the 40 because now they can get four first downs instead of getting, like, two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you go three now and now – okay, now the um, the – Offense has to either kick it, kick a field goal, or go for it. If you're doing it from the forty and you go three and out, you're probably going to punt it. Unless right. you know, you know, unless unless you guys, you know, you're going to kick a fifth forty-seven yard field goal. If somebody has a can on their leg, yeah. But I feel like missing a forty-seven yard field goal is much easier than missing a thirty-two yard field goal. Yeah. So sure. I feel like that's the reason why that I think the twenty-five would be better. So it'd be it would be quicker. Which is good because you know, ten minute, fifteen minute overtime could take a long time. Both team gets a chance to win the game, and even if you score a touchdown, you can still go for two if you want to try to win it. Right. See, I got a little different, different uh, something I thought of the other day. I would go one one quarter, or possibly short, maybe twelve minutes instead of fifteen, and play actual football. Just play it out, play it like a quarter. Whoever you know, if somebody scores more points, it's ten nothing at the end of the quarter. They win. Okay, if it's seven seven, if it's zero zero three three, then you go into some type of shootout. Not college football style though. What I would do is I'd put your offense, like say it's the, uh, let's go, um, let's say it's the Patriots versus last year the Rams. Say Patriots Rams Super Bowl there. You put the Patriots offense and the Rams defense on one end of the field, and then you put the Patriots defense and the Rams offense on the other side of the field. You put the ball on the three-yard line or designate maybe the five. I would probably do like the three-yard line, though. Uh, three-yard line, you get one play, and it's like a shootout. The other the team, the offense and defense on the one side of the field goes. If the defense gets a stop, it's basically like one nothing. And you, it's like the best – I would do it as like the best of three, maybe the best of five. I'd probably do best of three. And if they get a stop, it's you know, whatever, one nothing then. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like soccer in a way, like, yeah. uh, like with their goalies. But now, but, but now if you're doing it that way, you're making like that can be possibly long, like twelve minute overtime plus that shootout. You're looking at another like forty five minutes. Well, hour. you're hoping you're hoping just reg- a one more quarter of regular football solves it. But if it doesn't solve it, then you go to that, and then you just and if if say you know there's three stops and three stops, and nobody scores. Then you just kind of go to a sudden death, like walk-off. Whoever eventually scores and gets a stop, it's just over, and that's it. So my question is, what happens if you're like the offense and you get a 
and you get the ball first in overtime, and you get like a 11-minute drive that ends with a, like a field goal. Now you're getting the other team only a minute to come go downfield and score a touchdown, or they lose. If you have an if you have an 11-minute drive, if you have an 11-minute drive, kick a field goal and leave one minute left for the other team. Kudos to you, you deserve to win. And the other team does not deserve anything. Well, a lot of teams run the ball. They'll they, keep there, your can be, there can be a. There can be a lot of like run plays from like that. I don't know if I like that one because I feel like you're dragging that game out. If you're looking to go into that shootout, you're looking at an easy, like extra hour, hour and fifth, hour and a half. Easy, you're looking at. It's, hey, it's better game. than it's better than what they have now. The only thing I hate about now is having no redemption. I know people say, "Well, stop them." Then, like if they score, if like say like the Vikings get the ball first in overtime and they score. Saints right away. Then I like the idea of some type of redemption. I do too. I, I get it, but I feel like the best streamlined process is the twenty-five. It's quick. It's efficient. You're gonna get a winner. You know, you can go into three or four overtimes. You still probably you go to three or four overtimes and probably still be done before you know you're even done with your quarter and your suggestion. Yeah, but I would never. I mean, you would hope. It would never come down to like my shootout scenario. That's just like a, that's just like a TV rating. Like I would love to see that. That'd be so cool. Like a rapid fire shootout. That would be kind but of cool. We probably never get there. If you played a full quarter, like the Saints should have got an opportunity to score a touchdown. It's like beer pong, bro. Yeah, you get redemption, dude. No, I I, I respect it. I do get it, but I'm just thinking that the, like the, the the long the length of the the game, which is a bit too much for me. I think it would it, and it would draw a lot of viewers away i believe but i do like to shoot out maybe they just do a shootout right after who knows um but are you talking about just playoffs or are you talking about regular season as well playoffs. playoffs so regular season don't change the rules regular season i would just leave it is what it is nah, playoffs i would I do would i my rule change would be for both i don't like ties in nfl i think they're silly and they're pointless yeah unless you win unless your team wins the division because of it yeah yeah <laughs> it's never happened for us and probably would never happen but you get it I like that tape. All right. All right. So we'll do that. I just shit my pants. (laughs) 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 Well, that's talk on football with Martin Twan. All right. See you, man.